Life today <laughs> is complicated. If you're lacking inspiration, if you've lost a sense of wonder, and have a healthy distrust of traditional institutions like religion, join me as we unlock the sacredness found in each moment of life. In this Three for Thee podcast, we explore three ideas that will jumpstart your soul and help you live deeply. I'm Michelle, and as a professional minister for over 35 years, I'm excited to be your companion as we allow the Creator's spirit to move us into the real life we are meant to live. Real religion for real life works. If your mind and heart is open, let the spirit flow, and let's go. Hello. Welcome to Three for Thee, Religion for Real Life. My name is Michelle Rigo. I've been a pastoral minister for not quite 40 years now, and my work in churches of all kinds has been full of highs and lows. But in the midst of my very average life, I have come to believe that faith and a faith practice is something that everyone can and should cultivate as a highly beneficial foil to the complications of life in our current state and time. It's no secret, friends, that we have a lot to worry about these days. War, poverty, racism, political division, and the possible slow destruction of our climate, there's only a few things we contend with daily. And the institutions that were implicitly trusted by our ancestors, like the government uh, or the church, these have lost significant credibility with many of us, both old and young people alike. Of course, this distrust is justified in many ways, as corruption is a part of the human condition and a part of human institutions. Blind faith is not always a good thing to have, especially when one is talking about a human-led institution. But I'd like to try and tempt you today, my listeners, to reconsider the role of a religious practice in your life. And I'd also like to whet your appetite for prayer, reflection, and for a relationship with your creator. Because you see, it's my premise that religion, while still a human institution, has a real role to play in a healthy, happy life. As religious practices help us to focus on someone or something greater than our own selves. So each week in this podcast, I hope to approach a topic that relates to religious practice and give you three points that will spark your mind to ponder more deeply and hope in your heart to whatever is good and intended for you. I'm hoping our time together will help you explore what a relationship with your creator can mean for your life and the lives of the people around you and those beyond you. So, Today, on this premiere episode of Three for Thee, I'd like to invite you to go to church. Now, please, don't turn this podcast off yet. Just hear me out. I know there are many who do not feel the need or the desire to attend a former church service these days. It's very legitimate to ask the question, how can going to church make any difference in anyone's life? If that's your question or the question of someone you know, I'd like to offer you three words today as an answer. And they are, 
Number one, connection. Number two, camaraderie. And number three, common good. Let's take number one, connection. Now friends, if there ever was a time in human history that we needed human connection, wouldn't you say it's now? After all, human connection is what the COVID-19 pandemic has stolen from us. But let's face it, we were already losing connection from one another long before that virus hit our world. Human connection involves being live and not virtual. Human connection involves the senses. You know them all. The sights, sounds, touch, smell, and yes, even the taste. Human connection involves all the senses, not just some. In the fall of 2020, Harvard University sent out a survey and they found that loneliness was at an all-time high, especially among specific groups. For example, half of new mothers and six out of 10 young adults aged 18 to 25 said they are miserably lonely. Now, it can't be a coincidence that loneliness is high among young people. That's a group that has been cited in many a news report that feels it has no need for church attendance. My own son, who's about to turn 30, has told me more than once that the people of his generation don't need church. Of course, I know he's not faced enough hardship in his life to know that he needs the connection that comes from a faith community, among the other benefits being with a church can offer. When two or three are gathered in my name, I am there. These are the words of Jesus Christ in the Gospel of Matthew. And they tell us that when we come together in a common act of prayer, we are one with our Creator and we are united as family, even if we are diverse in our look, in our feeling, in our intelligence, or in our income. If we can take a step out of the comfort zone of our individuality to put ourselves in perhaps a more vulnerable place like a church where there are many other people may be an uncomfortable thing to do. But nothing comes that's good without giving a little first, right? When you go to church regularly, you learn to connect with others who are both like and unlike yourself. Because prayer done communally will unite diverse people. That's the magic of it. Shared religious practice, or at the very least praying together regularly, connects people who consequently learn to care for each other. And that leads us to reason number two, camaraderie. According to the online dictionary Wix, Camaraderie is a word that originates from Middle French camarade, which was used to mean roommate or a group sleeping in one room. The spirit of camaraderie then stems from shared experience, whether it is sleeping in the same room or facing together a difficult or adversarial situation like a battle or even a sports competition. This is why you frequently find the words camaraderie and comrade used among soldiers, athletes, and work colleagues. What's the essence of church camaraderie? 
You know, that's a good question because you don't see the word camaraderie in a lot of churches' marketing. But of course, in a church, there is a weekly, bi-weekly, or daily shared experience of common prayer. What causes misunderstanding around this concept is that people take prayer postures, prayer actions, and prayer styles, and they cling to them as though they themselves were biblical commands. So in the benefit of a shared religious practice, we also find a pitfall. In order to experience religious camaraderie, one has to put aside personal favorites from time to time. Churches tend to use the word community instead of camaraderie aspect because camaraderie has a military or macho connection towards war. But if you go back into that history of the word and notice its origins, it suggests something much more intimate. Camaraderie binds us together via a common goal, a common experience, a familiarity that takes us one step beyond connection. With camaraderie, we are now approaching friendship and maybe even a form of love known biblically as agape love, which is the highest form of love between soulful beings. When you join a church community, no matter what the denomination, and you do so with open-hearted curiosity, connection and camaraderie will develop naturally. Many people avoid church membership because of the infighting amongst members over worship style, over how the collective treasury is spent, and all the other reasons that people crash into each other. After all, churches are made up of people, so it is wrong to expect perfect behavior from church members. Why bother then? Well, not only to quell loneliness, but join church to find comrades, friends, people who might not be blood-related to you, but become family in your heart. Which leads us to the final reason to join a church community, and that is the common good. So once you connect with someone, and then you become comrades or friends, over time, you might even come to love that person, maybe romantically, or like a bestie, or like a kin. And when you love someone, that means you want good for them in everything. When you connect with a church community or any group of people in a more than casual way, you begin to long for good for everyone in that group. Back in my day, we used to call this the common good. The late Pope John XXIII defined common good as the sum total of social conditions which allow people, either as groups or as individuals, to reach their fulfillment more fully and more easily. Let's face it, common good has really taken a beating in Western culture, and particularly in the USA, where the rights of the individual have always reigned supreme. The political, racial, and economic divisions between people, just to name a few, are deep. And the vitriol spit out between maskers and non-maskers during the pandemic is a sad cartoon that illustrates very clearly what really should be our shame. Embracing good for other people, whether it's one or two people or a group, calls each of us as individuals 
to put out something. Maybe you're to put out a prayer. Maybe you are to put out money, time, or care. Maybe you are to put out a simpler lifestyle, or maybe you are being called to become more involved civically. Maybe, and by the way, this is where we come around full circle, maybe embracing the common good means that one joins a faith community where one not only learns connection and camaraderie, but learns to yearn for and work for the good of others on a very regular basis. If you lasted in this podcast this long and you're now asking, what's in all this for me? I could just say you're missing the point, but let's take your question anyway. What's in it for you? By working towards someone else's good, you are deliberately putting your own issues, desires, and ego aside, even if it's only a brief moment. Just think now, if more people could do just that, collectively, put their own individual cares aside, even for a moment, to do something for someone else. Well, there's no telling where our troubled world would be right now, or what it could evolve into. Maybe then, these words that are found in the Lord's Prayer would be absolutely true today. Thy kingdom come. So, to recap, connection, camaraderie, common good. These are three good reasons to join a faith community. And in all honesty, you get to choose which community you want to join. I'm not here to preach to you a particular religious practice. I am dedicating this podcast to the idea that religion is not the bad actor people seem to think it is. That when you boil religion down to its core essence, religious practice can actually transform our world. So, how do you find the right faith community for you? Well, I'll tell you what. Let's take that one on in the next podcast. If you like what you hear today, give me a positive review and a thumbs up. And pass this podcast on to someone who could use it. Until then, blessings. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Three for Thee and are curious enough to add these three ideas today to your daily life. Please visit me on Facebook and Instagram at VocalXL. That's V-O-C-A-L-E-X-C-E-L. I'd love to hear from you. Remember, we're all in this life together, and our higher power is love. I look forward to being with you as we learn to bring that love into each of our days. Live in love today. Blessings. Blessings.